another episode of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here is my lovely co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Today has been a great day, Brandon. Um, you know, you and me tried a new restaurant that's a local restaurant, and uh, it was quite delicious. Brandon paid, of course, because he's a true gentleman. But today has been a pretty uh, phenomenal day, Brandon. How about you? It's been fantastic. You know, we spent a lot of time together today. I'm we surprised did. I'm not sick of you yet. I mean, could could you really be sick of me? Of course not. That one span we did like ten days in a row. Did you get sick of me then? No, of course exactly. not. Exactly. I miss those days. Exactly. Anywho, this is a very special episode of Curveballs and Chair Shots because it is the second annual Curveballs and Chair Shots Christmas Gift Exchange. If you haven't, I posted the very first gift exchange we did last year. I received a little person blow-up doll from Dominic, <laughs> and Dominic received a Lisa and butthole flashlight. You don't really need to explain. You could just said flashlight. I really you didn't you know, need to go into detail. We really we're already an explicit podcast, so might as well just double down and really describe what happened. So, Dominic, would you like to give an update to the people on where both of our presents stand? Well, um, Tracy, I'm gonna try not to bury myself as much as I have to. Um, the little person blow up doll. I did I barbecue her by accident? Well, Dominic might have had a few brewskis, and I don't know why or the reason I brought over the blow up doll. Because I think I, I thought was, I drunkenly told you to bring her over. Somebody, yeah, Dominic told me to bring her over. I brought her over, and then Dominic had some fun with her. Not in that, not in that way. Bless you, Oreo. Once again, we don't have the uh, studio audience with us Friday before she comes home. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So Dominic story. C- continues to have fun with her, and there was an open fire, an open flame somewhere, and she popped. Yep. And then uh, the Lisa and Butthole Fleshlight. Uh, ladies and germs, I will tell you... Make sure to clean your Fleshlight sure you right after it. you use them. Because if yes. not, they start to ferment. Not a good look. Yep. And, you know, if we get, you know... I, I would say if we get at least... 100 listens or views or whatever you want to call it. I'll let Brandon post it on the on the on the uh Twitter page. Yes, there is evidence of both those nights, well not I guess not nights, but there's a video of Lisa Ann in being cleaned and being cleaned after thrown away after. No, 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 you don't need to know how long. <laughs> it was long enough. It was long and enough. And then there are pictures of Dominic in compromising positions. Yes. With the blow-up doll. So, you know, if we get at least 100 views, 100 listens, or, you know, maybe a few, maybe, maybe at least five retweets that are not from family members or friends. All of our listeners are our friends. We love everybody here on the podcast. Yeah. But anyways, let's jump right into it. So last year, we saved Dominic's present for last. But this year, we're going to go Dominic's present first. Both of us. Do not know what each other has given the other. Last year, I might have asked Dominic if he wanted a specific flashlight, and I delivered. I did. I did ask, but I mean, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous because 
It is not a fleshlight. It okay. is cheaper than the fleshlight, but I feel as though it is more useful. And once again, you and the studio audience oh, will benefit from this gift. Oh, Ignore the mom, two Mama Liz from Brandon and Josh okay. tag. I forgot that that was on there okay. until right now. So Dominic, oh, your mom got me this. Oh no, you. Oh, you and Josh. Me got and me Josh out. got you this. God. So it's a bag with a little bit of paper on it, so it shouldn't take that long for Dominic to open it. He's probably not even know what it is, and he opened the secondary thing first. Oh my God, Dominic, what is I in know your, what you got? What me. is in your hand right now? You got me a six-pack of blades. Not any kind of blades. Open up the other gift. Uh, big, big old believe, hand in you hand. You really got me this. <laughs> uh, body back and body shaver. Yes, it is a back blade. What are you trying to say? You say I'm too hairy? Well, we have gone to the beach a few times, and I have seen your back. You you have enough hair on your head and face that, you know, but the other part... Start, once you start shaving it, though, bro, you you know, it that's grows a myth. back thicker. That, that's, that's, not a, that's a myth. But you have the back blade 2.0 with a six-pack of extra blades, so you can just go to town on yourself. A long handle so you can get all the crevices, get the middle of your back, the top, the bottom, everything. Dominic will be a new man. Maybe he'll use it before the studio audience gets back home, and she will Maybe. be in love. Maybe. You can use it wet or dry. Maybe. You want like, your bag back. I mean, if you don't want it, I will take I'll it. I'll give it back. Oh, thank you, know, you Dominic. You're, you know, Mama such, Liz might want such to. Such a great. Is there a reason person. why I said Mama Liz, not just Mom? Because that's what I used to call my mom when I was little. You used to call her Mama Liz? It makes it sound like she was like your stepmom or something. I don't know. I was a stupid little kid. No, oh, true. Anyways, Dominic, your, uh, your thoughts <laughs> on the gift? Um, I'm actually relieved. I thought it was going to be something a lot different. Did you I think, thought it was going to be something you... in the sexual matter, and that's why, you know, I got the gift. I got you. So you're already spoiling that it's something in the sexual nature once yes. again. So Dominic, your your, th- your thoughts on your on your new present? I think it's actually useful. I actually do like it a little bit. I'll have I'll do it once, and if I like it, or you know, because you know, I know from experience shaving my belly and my chest and stuff back when I was a teenager, um, it grows back and you're really itchy. So I'm nervous that I'll be really itchy and I can't itch my back all that much because I'm fat. You're so. gonna do the Babalu or whatever the dude's name is from the Jungle Book and just like. Rubber, rubber back I, up I against a tree. I don't want to do that if I don't have to, but I kind of like it though. I know Mar- I know the studio audience would love it. Well, I smartened her up. I, if you remember, we went to uh, we went to eight. We ate one time at a park, a little picnic, one might say, mm-hmm. and I showed her a picture of it, and she quite enjoyed it. Well, I don't know if she enjoyed it, but she laughed at it. Okay. So she already knew that it was coming. But that's why I thought it was. It's a studio some- audience, so she probably has already forgotten what I yeah, what it was. That's why I thought it was going to be something dirty, because I thought she would have been like, "Oh my god, uh, you know, whatever." But are you ready? No, Dominic, I'm not ready. I'm kind of scared. In true typical man fashion, Dominic did not get the gift until earlier today, which, if you guys are paying attention, we spent basically the entire day with each other. So I went shopping with him at the mall when he got this gift. I didn't go into the store with him, so I don't know exactly what it is. I'm a little scared now that he said that it's in the sexual nature. (laughs) You have to use it. You have to use it. I have to use it. Yes. Well, you have to use your gift. I'll, I'll, when you use yours, I'll use mine. Okay. All Deal? right. So this is wrapped up. Pretty in, bad. Pretty bad, but I mean, it's a little. The edges, especially one side, is definitely uh, thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> so we're just gonna end, open up both sides, and this is once again from Spencer. So I'm a little scared. The same place that you got let your last gift. But and I did find your your little person blow up doll. Uh, I guess I just wasn't. Looking I wasn't hard to enough. get it, but I'm like, eh. 
So yes, once again, Dominic, but at least he's upgrading. He's actually wrapped it this time. He didn't just shove it in a bag and, and say, here, say here, here, take it. All right, take so it, I'm going to rip it open so I don't see it until I completely unbox it. I'm sorry. I'll do better next year. Is it worse than the uh, last present? No, it's better. It, it's, well, I mean, to be honest, you set a very low bar for yourself. Exactly. I'm getting better, but I'll do better next year. All right, so it is <laughs> a acro-used power pump in advanced enlargement system. So Dominic has purchased a penis pump for the low, low price of $22.99. When I was at appropriately named Dick's Sporting Goods, Dominic texts me, what's your favorite color? And he doesn't give me any options, so I assume it's very it's an open-ended question. I'm scared he's going to give me like a dildo or a vibrator or something. Okay, I was going to do a dildo, but then when I kind of blurted it out with the studio audience when we were FaceTiming her, I kind of, you know... Changed my mind. And then I saw that guy. So then I text him, oh, give me purple or green. And then he replies back, black or blue. Like, why? I you... thought blue was your favorite color. Dominic, when have I ever worn blue? Uh, blue jeans? I maybe have like, I have like a Toy Story t-shirt and like a couple other blue shirts that I barely wear. That I'll wear if I'm just like throwing something on it. I don't care. Or the, or the Golden State Warrior shirts that you give me. Whatever. So since I'm uh, intrigued on seeing what this is, I'm going to actually open up the package and see what we're working with here. I'm, what, uh, I'm really excited You, for you said that there was like a, uh, you had a conversation with the fellow yeah, inside so Spencer's. Did you have it with this in hand? No. Okay. Because I, I, I was debating if I wanted to get that or the uh, anal intruder. But I think this would have been... If I'm being honest, this is more useful than an anal intruder for you. Because I don't think you're ever going to be putting shit in your ass. Coming out, though, Steph, this is freaking hilarious. <laughs> so uh, we have like a turkey baster type attachment. Well, yeah, you attach it to the thing. And then you, you attach it to the thing and it, and it sucks the All right, the attach it out. and I want to hear. I'll, attach it and do it to like your arm or something. Dominic, why don't, you, why don't you talk a little bit to fill some time while I try to wrestle through this thing? Well, you know, the gentleman... Well, going back to the conversation I had, the gentleman was looking for the vibrating panty so he could have his woman wear it and, um, you know, uh, how do you say, enjoy it when they're driving. And I didn't know if the gentleman thought maybe I was a homosexual because I was saying it's for my friend. Maybe I was trying to be a little low-key. And then I kind of threw the studio audience under the bus by saying uh, the deep-throating uh, numbing spray does not work. So I think he, uh, you know, I was trying to make it look like, you know, I, I was straight, which I am. The tube length is 7.5 inches, and the tube width is 2.5 inches, so I think I'm going to just sneak under the... Uh, <laughs> The height, the height requirements there. <laughs> so I think I'll be uh, perfectly fine. There's no instructions to come that, that come with this. I'm pretty sure it's self you put it in the hole and you pump, buddy. Well, I'm just I'm. You told me to like put it on my arm, and I'm trying to like do it, but I don't feel like it. Okay, whip your dick out. Let's do this then. I'm gonna put it on my cheek and see what happens. Let's see what happens. See, like I don't feel like any suction or anything from it. It's probably. But there is this little attachment here, but I don't even know what this is. Oh, is this like it's supposed to be a cock ring? Oh, it's a oh, it is a it's a mega stretch pleasure ring. There we go, baby. So, Dominic, once again, I we have to have another update on your gift present that I gave you last year, which also included a cock ring. Would you like to give us an update on how that turned out? Oh, that thing sucked. Why? Didn't shave before using it, so I ripped all my hair out by accident. So I got mad and I threw it away. 
Yeah. This is great audio right here. What? You you uh, sprinkling around and my dog whining because he's being a little punk right now? Maybe we, we use it on the mascot. No. Because that's illegal. I'm not breaking the law, Brandon. Okay, let's uh, switch gears. Let's, and let's get into you sing it this time. Dominic's picks. There we go. Very serious, like Law and Order. Dong dong. Week fifteen, Dominic. Appropriately, after my last present, went six and nine, <laughs> which brings his overall total to one hundred and nine, ninety-nine, and one. And one. So he goes to ten under, or 10 over the 500 mark. We're going to go to the penultimate week in the regular season for the NFL, which means it is week 13. How many weeks in the NFL season are there? 16. 17. So it's week 16. It is week 16. I got it. There we go. We have a triple header of games coming up tomorrow on Saturday. Very good list of games. Honestly, maybe the Better games are on Saturday. There's, some, there's a decent amount of games on Sunday. But to kick off in the morning, we have the Houston Texans taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is in Tampa Bay. Will we get good Jameis? Will we get bad Jameis? Regardless, it should be an entertaining clusterfuck. Who do I go with? I think, being that it's Christmas time, being that this is the penultimate week, I think we're going to get good Jameis, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win this game. All right. All right. Houston beating the Tennessee Titans last week, so they staved them off. They are still in first place. They control the destiny. So do you think, obviously, you're picking Tampa Bay. So does that affect your uh, your pick? Do you think maybe Houston will have be more motivated to put it in the bag this week? I, I, I think, being that this is the penultimate week, I think Houston is hungry and they're going to strive for greatness. But then they're going to lose. Yes. Okay. Then in the middle game, we got the battle for the AFC East. Yes, it's week 16, and yet the Patriots have not clinched the East yet. It's a first. It's a long time. It's the first time in a long time. we got the Buffalo Bills going to New England in Gillette Stadium to face those New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills looked good. The defense looked very dominant. Offense look kind of lackluster, but that's could say the same about the New England Patriots. So that's exactly. I mean, this should be a really good game. Okay, oh, are, that, you that, that, are you waiting for my pick? Well, you said this is going to be a really good game, and I thought you were going to continue. Thought I thought you were still talking, though. I thought I cut you off. Dominic, what do you think about the Buffalo Bills taking on the New England Patriots? You know what I think, Brandon? I think the Bills could get the, get this dub, dog. But Bills Mafia is going to roll into Gillette Stadium. And they're going to get this dub. Because no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, right? Sure. Sure. You never you never heard that before. I never heard that before. Even though I'm pretty sure I've said it once before on the podcast. Yeah, I know, but I never heard it. Like, I still don't know what it means. They don't circle the wagons. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. What does that mean? They don't circle... Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. What is there not to get? I don't know. Are you going to make a pick, yes or no? I said the Bills! Which is proof that I don't pay attention to you. <laughs> which is different than last week, because Dominic does not have his phone in his hand yet, which is... I just jinxed it, now he's going to go on it. No. And go on the InstaGM? No. Okay. Then, in the nightcap, we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on those San Francisco 49ers. 
I might have predicted it last week, a trap game. The 49ers lose to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have talent, but they haven't really lived up to the hype. And they beat the Niners after that grueling month-long stretch. Rams technically are kind of in it, but after that blowout loss to the Cowboys, they need a lot of help. So, you know, this is a must-win game for the Rams. 49ers are trying to bounce back. They need to keep pace with the Seahawks after they lost that game last week. I think I'm going to go with the Niners not because, you know, I'm a Bay Area Bull or anything like that. I'm going to go with the Niners just because I think the Rams haven't shown me anything this season. You know, we're talking about the Rams of last year. I'm going with the Rams. But I think the Niners, you know, Niners are a better team, but the Rams just haven't been shit this year. The 49ers losing to the Falcons, is that cause for concern? Is it the tough schedule that they had and they just kind of come in, came in a little I, flat? I think I think they were just maybe fatigued. They were too tired, you know, coming, working hard, getting those Ws. I think there was just, you know, every once in a while, you, you kind of mess up. So I'll give it to them. It's just a fluke. Moving on to the Sunday games. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on those New York football Jets. The Steelers, as we said, lost to the Bills last week. They still are technically... In the 6th seed, they control their own destiny because pretty much all the other teams that are chasing them lost last week. So do the Steelers get it done? And They don't clinch, I think, with the win, but they definitely are in control if they win. I'm going to say no. I think the Jets, of all people, those New York football Jets, will defeat the Pittsburgh football Steelers. Then moving on, we got a sneaky good game. We got the New Orleans Saints coming off of that historic Monday Night Football game more. Oh, Drew Brees, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Drew Brees set two records. We were ready for one because he passed Peyton Manning on the all-time touchdown records. But then he goes 29 of 30 and has a new all-time high completion percentage for a single game. And technically, the one in completion was a makeable throw. So it could have been perfect. 30 for 30. Shout out ESPN. But anyways, take it on those Tennessee Titans who lost two the Houston Texans last week. They're still involved for the division and the wild card. They are kind of that, you know, the seven seed, so they definitely have a shot if the Pittsburgh Steelers lose and they went out. Dominic, who do you got in this game? It is in Tennessee. I will still stick with your New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees, to me, is a goat. He's not the goat, but he is a goat. Tom Brady is two behind him. So they are going to battle back and forth. Tom Brady says he wants to play until, you know, forever. Drew Brees, a little bullish on that. Maybe, you know, if they run the table, they win the Super Bowl, he retires. Who do you think, when all said and done, who has the most touchdowns in NFL history? Tom Brady. And that's just because of longevity? Yes. Does it? I feel like Drew has been injured a lot more. Drew's been through a lot more stuff than uh, well, he hasn't been injured. Well, I mean, he was injured this year, but before that, he wasn't really injured during his New Orleans tenure. And that's a far cry from when he was with the Chargers, where nobody really wanted to sign or commit to him because he was riddled with injuries. But the, but the thing is, look at Tom Brady. How many injuries has he sustained? Well, I mean, we don't exactly know what Tom Brady's doing with his, uh, with his health practitioners. Is that code for Beej? Beej? What the fuck is Beej? BJ? I thought, I thought that's where you're going, but shout out Giselle. Fuck Giselle, she's a bitch. Okay, moving on, we got a uh, game of two disappointing teams, the Carolina Panthers 
taking on the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. The Colts coming off of that just atrocious blowout loss to the Colts or to the Saints. Somebody's got to win. Who is going to be? Who's it going to be? I think it's going to be the Panthers. They are don't going, really know how they're going with a new quarterback this week. I don't, don't forget know, what his don't name even is. I don't know how to really go off of that. I'm just going to go with, I think it's the Panthers. I don't know really how, how else to explain that. We're in week 16, so it's only fitting we have a mega tank bowl yes. in the making. We got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on those Miami Dolphins in Miami, the home of the Super Bowl. Ironically, Dominic, somebody's got to win. Who's going to be? It's going to be the motherfucking Dolphins. All right, does this count as your uh, shitty team that you picked to win or? No. Okay. Well, you are picking the Jets over the Steelers, over the Steelers, so that could count towards it. No. There's a shittier team out there. All right, then we move on to an AFC North matchup. The Baltimore Ravens, the number one seed. They can clinch it, I believe, with a win in this game. They take on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, which seems as though everything has fallen apart. But the Cleveland Browns did beat the Baltimore Ravens this season, so it could happen again. So the Ravens are still going to win. Do I think I I think it's going to be a like holy crap the Browns are going to win and then Lamar Jackson is going to go off and just dominate like the third or fourth quarter. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on in Cleveland? There's reports I, of I players saying know. they want to leave, you know, take me with you. I don't even know, man. Fucking And then the front office brass is like apparently committed to Freddie Kitchens, which I don't know if that's a really good thing to do. Probably not. Um I I don't even know, man. I I thought OBJ was trying to get out of there, but then he said, no, I'm staying, and, you know, I, I honestly don't even know. I he, think He posted I think, something on Instagram today where it was like, I'll be the one that last lasts or something like that. So I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything, but he was in his uniform, so it's OBJ. He, it probably means something. It means he's going to the Niners. Possibly. Then we move on to another game of two disappointing teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on those Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, the Dirty Birds coming off of that. Shocking win against those Niners. Do they keep the streak rolling after the... And the Jackson... Both of these teams coming off the shocking wins against the Bay Area teams last week. I know. It's kind of sad, huh? I know. It's apropos of their meeting up this week. I think I'd rather go with Jacksonville. I think Atlanta... I've been ro- ro- riding that Atlanta bandwagon a lot this year with with uh, Matt Ryan and and uh, Jones. But I think Jacksonville will just scratch it out a little bit better. Then we got another... Tank Bowl on our hands. We got those New York football giants taking on the Washington racial slurs in the nation's capital. Racial slurs. Wait, wait, who's quarterback for the Giants? Eli? I believe Eli is still the quarterback. I'm not exactly sure I've ever been paid. Since I'm not on fantasy, I'm not really paying attention to like all the fantasy news and stuff, but we'll just assume Eli is still playing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, still go, I'll go with racial slurs. Then we got the Detroit Lions taking on the Denver Broncos. Don't really know what to say about that, just to middle-of-the-road teams, the Lions. We had such high hopes for them early in the season. They were starting off strong, and then they've just fallen off. I think I'll still go with the Broncos. Then we got the Oakland Raiders taking on those Los Angeles Chargers in Los Angeles because the Raiders will never play another game in Oakland. Dominic, before you give me your pick, just your thoughts on everything that happened last week against the choking against Jacksonville. I would say this one was worse than the one the 49ers lost. But, you know, your overall thoughts on what happened last week with the Raiders? Um, disappointment. Um, I think if, you know, I, I don't know who, who to blame. Do I blame the officiating? Do I blame Derek Carr? Do I blame John Gruden? Or do I just put the blame on myself for believing so hard, Brandon? 
Don't know who to I mean, we're at week 16, and I don't have the exact numbers on this, but I feel as though out of 16 games, you've picked the Raiders to win maybe 10 of them. Exactly. So it's been and and time. And I think for at least four or five of those games, they were winning most of the game, and they blew it. Well, actually, like a lot of the losses that they've suffered have been blowout losses. I think they like are one of the worst because when they were over 500, they were like the worst out of the 500 over you know the over 500 teams at point differential because they would barely win games. But then when they lost, they really lost. I mean, it's just, but that's always been Oakland ever since Rich Gannon left. Pretty much, is actually I take that back. Was that Jack Del Rio's first year or second year that they made the playoffs when Derek Harbrook's like. His penultimate year. So it was his second year. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to blame, I, I think, okay, if I have to blame one person and as much bullshit as this person has gotten, he deserves it, it has to be Davis. I think you should have kept Del Rio. That means you would have kept Mac, which means you probably I think a lot of that core would have stayed. But but in defense, mm-hmm. some of those trades have worked out. Like Josh Jacobs is an absolute fucking beast. I'm not saying that because he's on my fantasy team, but he is the offensive rookie of the year. And that trade with Mac is the reason why they got that pick. And Cooper and you know having all those picks. And pretty much all their picks, especially this year, have all worked out. I mean, Furl is okay, but Max Crosby is an absolute beast. Jack or Josh Jacobs is an absolute beast. And then you had Abram, Abraham, Abrams, whatever the fuck his Abrams. name is. But he was a fucking beast in that one game he played until he separated his shoulder. So it's not like, you know, the picks they're making are trash. So are you saying this time next year we'll be singing a different tune of oh, oh, the no. Las Vegas Raiders? The Las Vegas Raiders are still good. I mean, this whole team, this whole process of John Gruden, it was always built towards Vegas. I mean, you, you hire him two years before you go to Vegas, so you can get your ducks in a row. You can make your, you know, make your trades and do all the stuff you want to do. So then by the time... I mean, I didn't think that they were going to be this good this year. I think they have been better this year, but I think there still is definitely room for improvement. I think my thing is they need a new quarterback. I don't think Derek Carr is the person. Like, I feel as though when I'm watching the game, like especially the Tennessee game, like all those touchdowns, I felt like they were all open touch. Like they were just easy touchdowns. That it was he was wide open. He yeah. doesn't. I he can't like, thread that needle. Yeah, I feel like Derek Carr like can't throw somebody open he always can he can throw to open people and sometimes he misses them but it feels like when there's like a tough throw he needs to make and it's like a little window he doesn't make it okay so then if and there's also like the toughness factor that people also question okay so if you're gonna go into vegas and you have the chance to land a free agent quarterback which I, I'm, i know i'm asking you to think of him off the top of your head right now but i'm just saying who do you go for and do you give up Derek Carr? Or do you keep him as your backup? I don't know if you can keep Derek Carr. I mean, you could trade him. I mean, see what you can get for him. I mean, off the top of my head, I know Jameis Winston is somebody, and we make fun of him for bad Jameis and good Jameis. I mean, yes, he will fucking throw the he'll throw a bunch of turnovers, but he'll also throw you 400 yards and throw you four TDs with three interceptions, yeah. and he can win you the game. But I mean, I also kind of give him a break this year because. I mean, they were building their team almost, you know, their offense around Antonio Brown. Yeah. And that thing just fucking blew up in their face exactly. a, couple, a couple weeks. So you can't really blame it on them. They did find something with Hunter Renfro, and then Hunter Renfro goes down. So that's another rookie that seemingly panned out for him. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to find him in the draft because this QB class coming up is pretty good. I don't know if you can trade up to get Tua or if there's, like, somebody in the middle of the pack that John Gruden really likes. 
Mm-hmm. So I think maybe they keep Derek Carr, but I think they are looking towards the future because I don't think Derek Carr is that person to really take him over the edge, especially with this receiving core where there's not an Antonio Brown and you need, yeah. I think, that quarterback to really you know make everybody better. I don't think Derek Carr is the answer. So, you know, I'm looking online real quick. It looks like Bridgewater is a... I love Teddy. Yes, I know I'm a Saints fan, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is probably the best backup in the league. And he did his he did his job. I mean, yeah. early, those first couple starts, he didn't, you know, he just kind of did what he had to do. But then those next couple games, he was really, you know, hitting yeah. his stride. And he was really, you know, playing his type of offense. And, I, I mean, I would love to see Teddy Bridgewater play for the Raiders. But I know Phillip Rivers is out there, but he's kind of past his prime. I think I would just rather keep Carr because he's younger, he's more athletic. And, I mean, I said Jameis. Jameis is... Fine. I don't know if I would. He's probably going to look for a lot of money. I think honestly, Tampa Bay is going to resign him because you think you think Tampa Bay will. I think Tampa Bay will because I mean they're kind of they're doing pretty good this year. Like yes, maybe the record's not what they want it to be, but it's a first year coach with Bruce Arians. They're doing all right offensively. I think the defense needs needs some work because they've been in these shootouts. So Jameis has to throw the ball to shit done. So that's kind of why he's getting 500 yards so, a game. So do you want do you want me to give you the sure? So I rattle I, off the free agent. I typed in 2020 free agent QB. Okay. This is the list I got, and there's actually quite a bit. I know. There's I mean, a we few... talked about it a few weeks ago, and I, I didn't know everybody, but because I, I was listening to the radio, and it yeah. said like there's a shit ton of quarterbacks that so, are coming up this year. James Winston, Dax Prescott, Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, Tom Brady. I don't know why Amari Cooper's on there. Um, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Ryan Tannehill, Case Keenum, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I don't think, and I don't know if that guy's a quarterback, so I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, see, none of, I mean, a lot of those, like, Tannehill's going to resign, Breeze is going to resign, Brady's going to resign. Yes. So then that leaves you, like... Bridgewater. Ma- I mean, I don't want Mariota. Mariota's... Prescott's ca- going to resign. Yeah, Prescott's going to resign, so... I mean, that kind of leaves... Like, the, the Saints, it's kind of like, what do you do with Teddy? Like, do you want to keep him? Yeah. And, like, do you want to commit to them? You also have Taysom Hill, and who knows what they're going to try to do with him. So I think their best bet is probably just... Keep take car. take some yeah take car. If you can get, like, you know, a good deal for somebody, you can take him, but I don't think they're going to be able to get a good deal on Jameis Winston. So I think you just, you know, trust your scout team because, this, you know, they've been drafting pretty good this year. I mean, this draft class was probably the best in the league, so mm-hmm. I'd have faith in them that they could pick up a, maybe a good late first round, or I guess they're mid-first round this year, so I don't know. Exact, I mean, I looked at the mock draft, and they have them taking, like, a, a cornerback, so maybe they can take a second or third round quarterback. Who knows? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I, I think... I mean, it, it's hard for me because I, I, I think I I grew I, – I think I believe in Derek Carr too much. He, to me, this first two two years – But those – the playoff year, he had Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree who are probably – both of them are better than any quarter wide receiver you have on there, on this team this year. True. True. Well, no, Williams ain't – well, yeah, Williams ain't that bad. Amari Cooper and Michael Trapp, Crabtree are better. Darren Waller's pretty good. Like, Darren Waller is probably the best receiver they have. Waller the baller. Okay, so then, so then, would, okay, so let me ask you this. Would you rather draft a young quarterback and then trade for a receiver? Or try to sign another receiver that is quality? I think you have a okay receiving core. I think if you can. I think if you just stick to your guns, you know, draft the people you want to draft, I have faith in them. Like, Hunter Renfro, he was hitting a stride before he got injured. Like, he's a, yeah. a good, solid slot receiver. I think you do need somebody 
on the other side with Williams because I mean he's okay, but he can't he can't take the top off a of defense like Antonio yeah. Brown could. Yeah, and which, that's... I know, which I know that's high praise. I mean Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown, no matter how much shit he's doing right now. But yeah. I mean, Antonio Brown was taken whatever like you know late in the draft, so you can find another Antonio a really Brown. a really good wide receiver. Yeah, in that draft class. So, anyways, moving on, we didn't make the pick. The Raiders taking on the Chargers. Who do you got? Chargers. All right. Then we go on, staying in the West, the Arizona Cardinals coming off their win against those Browns, taking on the Seattle Seagulls. Seagulls. Don't even even talk to me about it. Battle of the Birds. I got to say it because I I think it's been a while where I just haven't remembered to say that. So Battle of the Birds. Seagulls. You got the Seagulls. Then we got the uh, main slate, or I guess the the main event of the Sunday games. Sunday day games. The battle for the NFC East. Somebody's going to win it. The Dallas Cowboys going to Philadelphia to take on those Eagles. It would be apropos if they just tied because both of these teams are trash. At least they're playing like trash. So who do you got to win the East? I, don't I guess know. I guess to this win this game, there's a bunch of other mitigating factors that could happen, but for the most part, this is for the division. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, so I'll put you down for a tie. What? Okay, now if I put a tie... You still lose if somebody wins. Exactly. But if I pick the Cowboys and they tie, it's a tie. Correct. So I think they're going to tie, but I'll still pick the Cowboys. Alright, so do you think... You say the Cowboys win, so that means they make it to the playoffs. Yes. And let's say they have to... They are going to play either the 49ers or the Seahawks. Do you believe that the Cowboys could win that game? No. But do you, do you think like the Cowboys are underperforming? Like they're, I mean, we saw them last week against the Rams. They just absolutely slaughtered them. I mean, they could play really good. So do you think like if they are up to that full potential, and maybe the 49ers or the Seagulls are kind of lacking, could they pull off the upset? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, anything is possible. I mean, you Shout go out into Kevin Garnett. <laughs> if you go into the game and you know you're everything's firing in all cylinders, of course they can pull it off. But we haven't seen that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there in a couple weeks. Exactly. Moving on to the Sunday night game, we got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Chicago Bears. In Chicago, who knows what the weather is like last week in Kansas City. It was a blizzard, but Kansas City still was able to have an aerial attack. Do they get the job done against Chicago? Yes. Simple as that. Is it going to be ugly? Yes. And then on the Monday night football game a really good game to close out the monday night schedule we got the green bay packers traveling to minnesota in the dome so don't got to worry about weather for the nfc north crown presumably who do you got to win i don't know who brandon i want to start aaron Rodgers. i think he can do it but i'm nervous i have said this minnesota's defense is overrated i think people are kind of seeing that they're not the Minnesota defense of these last few years. Green Bay has been kind of shitty in terms of offensive from the quarterback perspective because that's one of the reasons why I'm not in the fantasy football championship, but we're not going to talk about that right now. (laughs) But I think Green Bay, if they stick to their guns, they can run the ball effectively. There's going to be no Delvin Cook. There might not be Alexander Madison for the Vikings, so they're running with their third you know, their third running back, which could affect them. I think Green Bay pulls it off. I know it's the Kirk Cousins thing where it's Kirk Cousins and he just is always trash in Monday night. So I will go with Green Bay. Not not confident in that, but just kind of my hunch. 
I'll go with Minnesota then. Wow. So then that'll do it for Dominic's picks, and then we move on to Hot Stove. Not a lot of stuff to talk about. We move but... on to Dominic's Fantasy Woes first, bud. Oh, sorry. we got to talk about Dominic's Fantasy Woes in a game that doesn't even matter because neither one of us are in the playoffs. I know, but... I, I even lost my first, my whatever, my next round of Fantasy Playoffs. Even though it's not Fantasy Playoffs, it's like, you know, the loser's bracket. I still lost that one. You did? Yeah. Oh. I lo- well, for some <sighs> reason, I played the same guy twice. That's what I'm doing. I'm playing the same guy twice, and I was so close. But now I'm playing someone I, I had Buffalo's defense, and I was the last person to play, and I needed them to score, like, 20 points or whatever. They scored, like, 15. I was so close. They had, like, four turnovers up during the game. I was so close. If they, like, ran one back, I could have I could have had it. Well, I just need to know, because, you know, like, okay, so I've uh, DeAndre Washington from the Oakland Raiders. Should I put in McCoy or Murray? So Murray or who? LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. And Over DeAndre Washington. No, because uh, Josh Jacobs isn't playing. So, so, keep De- so DeAndre Washington. Keep Washington. I mean, I picked him up on waivers a few weeks ago. and. So, okay. So then I, this I'm, is how out of the loop I was. I didn't even know Josh Jacobs wasn't playing until today, even though he was announced that he wasn't playing on Wednesday. That's how out of the loop I am. I'm, Damn. I'm so flipping. I'm doing Ryan Tannehill, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Washington, Mark Cooper, Darren Melcalf. Jared Cook, John Brown, Kansas City's defense, and the kicker from Atlanta. Shadow Young Way Koo. I couldn't say his name, so. Young Way Koo. He was a former Pink Yeti. Picked him up for one week when Harrison, Bus- Harrison, Harrison oh. Buckner was on but a But this guy has Carson Wentz. I think it's Ka- is it Calvin Johnson? Calvin Johnson no, is not. No, Carry On. Carry On Johnson, who was on the IR, so he's not going to play. Okay. He's been out for weeks. Uh, James White. Pink Yeti. DeAndre Hopkins, OBJ, George Kittle. So, I mean, you're telling me you lost last week even though he played somebody who didn't get any points? No, this is a different guy. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. You want, you, want, you want to look at my standings? Not really because, once again, none of this matters. But next year, we will have – it's in the works, but we will have – It's going to be a paid tournament? A Curveballs and Chair Shots Fantasy Football League. And Dominic is not going to run it because we can't trust him with anything. True. I can barely trust him with our A's Access account. True. Which we still got to pick games. Maybe we'll do that after the... Okay, we'll definitely have to do that after after the the recording. So, speaking of baseball... Let's get the fuck going on. Speaking of baseball, good transition there, Dominic. We talked about Madison Bumgarner last week. We said maybe he'll go to the Dodgers. We picked the wrong team in the West. He will go to Arizona. Five years, $85 million. Dominic, former Giants fan. Your thoughts on Mad Bum staying in the division... But going to the Diamondbacks. You know, out of all the teams, he picked the Diamondbacks. It's like it's like sad, man. Like go to a division where we're not gonna see you. Like why well, gotta hang around, Madison? Get out of here. You maybe, bum. maybe it's because nobody else wanted to pay him the type of money that he wanted. I think he wanted you know that triple figure deal, and he looks around and is like, oh, no one's gonna give me that. So I don't know if this was the best deal he had. If he wanted to stay on the West Coast for reasons. But, I mean, basically they traded Zach Greinke for Madison Bumgarner. I think Zach Greinke's a better pitcher than Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. So, I think they have a downgrade there. I mean, the Diamondbacks aren't really going anywhere as of this moment. I mean, they're an okay, you know, 500 team that could play spoiler late in the year. Yeah. But I don't see them, I mean, I don't see them this doing really much of anything to the team. Unless they make other 
moves later on in the season. But I think I think he'll end up getting traded mid year. Mid year. First mm-hmm. year of his five year contract, he's gonna get and get traded. Yeah. Moving on, someone who did get traded. Look at this, Dominic. We are just one in the same today. Because we've been spending all day together. We're finishing con- each other's sentences? Sure. Why not? Sandwiches? Sandwiches? Penis bumps? Crawfish? Dominic, not a fan of crawfish. We Hate found it. out. Hate it. We have the Texas Rangers trading for Corey Kluber. He was part of the Cleveland Indians for a long period of time. There's rumors and innuendos that maybe he was going to get traded midseason because there was some issues with him and the Indians. But here we are, Texas, trying to get their shit together before their new park opens up. Which, Dominic, did you see the video of the new park on fire? No. It was on fire. So a little uh, setback for their construction team there. Why was it on fire? I don't know. I just saw a video of somebody outside. And there was, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that, a, is that 2010? Is that in the this decade? Yes. Nomination for Internet Moment of the Decade. No. Yes. No. Come on. Don't don't have recency bias. That that was big. That was big back in the day. Mm, I think there's a I mean, don't make videos. don't make me start singing like the the auto-tune song. Auto-tune song? What one's that one? Hodge Kids, Hodge... Okay, I'm not going to do it. Oh, that one? Yeah. Hodge Kids, Hodge Wife. Actually, that's a whole different one. That's a whole different meme. Internet meme. I was thinking, yeah. Wrong person. Baby Yoda. Sure. Shut up. Shut up, Star Wars. Watch the movie yesterday. I'm not going to give a review on it because, you know, this isn't a movie channel. Dominic hasn't watched it yet, so no spoilers. I Just assume, get on with the I get on about your friends at Trapdoor to Hell will give a review on it next <sighs> week, so go give them a subscribe. Can you get on Anyways, with the hot Corey stove? Cl- Corey Kluber to the Rangers, Dominic. Your thoughts? I don't know who the fuck that is. You don't know who the fuck Corey Kluber is? No. Bible. Bible. Deadass. Well, that will do it for us with Hot Stove. Once again, all the moves really happened last week. But I assume nothing's going to happen next week because it is Christmas, Christmas week. Wouldn't that be just lovely? You get a phone call. Hey, we're training you. Sorry. I don't think they're going to move on Christmas, but... Just saying. Anyways, let's move on to the wrestling we have a tlc recap dominic you came over to my house to watch tlc we did without the studio audience yep and you were getting all hot and bothered because you wanted to get drunk and drink jack and coke and then your mommy said ah, ah. yep it's very true so we have dominic's sober opinions on tlc we started the show off with a smackdown tag team title match new day defeating the revival in a ladder match i thought this was probably the best match of the show just because it was athletic and maybe the Aleister Black-Betty Murphy match was more athletic, but I felt as though because the crowd was so much more engaged in this match than the other match, it put me over the edge. I mean, there's a couple of little bad, not bad spots, but like, like botches, but, you know, I, I think it it wasn't my favorite match, but it, it was pretty decent. Was your favorite match Aleister Black versus Betty Murphy? Probably. Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about next, because Aleister Black defeated... Buddy Murphy in a pretty good match. I had high expectations going in. I wasn't some other people who thought this was going to be the best thing ever, but I thought it was very good. And what, this is the what point was the, very good. This is the point of the podcast where Dominic is on his phone and doesn't pay attention to so me. So I was watching Chanel dance, shaking dead ass, shaking dead ass. Anyways, got I, him. We were literally just talking about Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, so I was going to throw it to you as a great transition because we've been on. We've been throw on, it, throw it. it. 
So, Dominic, you thought Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy was one of your favorite matches. Well, let's talk about it. Alistair Black beats Buddy Murphy in a pretty good match. Oh, Brandon, it was spectacular. So many knee strikes and kicks and punches and elbows and and just glorified fun. Fun. Is it fun? I don't, I, I don't know. Was it fun for Where you? do these uh, guys go from here? This was kind of a cold story, kind of out of nowhere. You put them together. You want my honest opinion? I think they're going to make them a tag team. You're going to make him a Seamus and Cesaro? Yes. Because I, I honestly, I mean, okay. I hope, I hope they're not a tag team because I feel as though Aleister Black is one of the only people on the roster that hasn't been devalued to such a point to where if you try to build them up, people aren't just going to be like, okay, whatever. Shitting on him? Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, they're doing something with Kevin Owens. And I think Kevin Owens has, has a higher ceiling than Aleister Black. But Kevin Owens has been through so much shit that I don't know if that ceiling is as high as it once could be. I think Aleister Black, yes, his promos aren't that good, but I think he has a great character. He's a great wrestler. And I'm hoping they give him something to do heading to WrestleMania. I, I would like to see him challenge for the United States or the Intercontinental Championship. That would be my strong feelings. I think he would bring a mystique to that title, to either one. Um, and honest to God, I don't know who the fuck is the Intercontinental Champion. Shinsuke, who's United States champion? Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit because we have a United Dream States Mysterio. championship coming up in a few weeks. But anyways, we got the Viking Ra- Viking War Raider experience taking on the OC in a open challenge match. Which was stupid. And this whole point of this match was basically just to promote some Kentucky Fried Chicken because we get a spot where they go through the table. We got some people eating at ringside. Okay. Double count out. It was stupid, as you said. And then we made even kind of more stupider which is not even a word, but the next night on Raw, they have a match again, and then the OC wins. So why couldn't they just save this for Raw? But they had to make their money from KFC, right? I mean, it's KFC. Come on. They're, 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 uh-oh. Uh-oh, the studio audience is FaceTiming Dominic. We might have to take a quick commercial break. No, we're not going to, we're, we are not going to make a quick commercial break. We're going to answer this, and she's going to know we're face. I'm, I'm on the podcast. Hello. Welcome to Curveballs and Cherry Shots. You got a question? Yeah, you got a question for the podcast, ma'am? I thought you guys were freaking done. No. I was told that Dominic has to call you once we're done. Yeah, I was going to call you when we were done. So, this is awkward. Okay. Okay. Well, good night. You know, studio ends. Everybody is going to bed. It is, you know, we're recording at a little bit before 8.30. You, uh, California time, and she's two hours ahead of us, so it's like, what, almost 10.30 there. Good job, Dominic. You can do math. I can do math. Still still barely understand what Hawaiian time is. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Hawaiian time. Yeah. Dominic thinks Hawaiian time is like Australian time, like six hours, 16 no, hours tomorrow. I th- no, I thought it was the same time as California. Dominic Copson, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Okay, I'll call you in like 20 minutes. I know. Okay, guess we got to take a quick commercial break. Okay, so we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Dominic is not done talking with the studio audience. The studio audience is still here with us. She's smiling right now. Via FaceTime. So let's get back to the TLC talk. King Corbin defeats Roman Reigns. And it was in a TLC match, even though there was nothing hanging above the ring. Yes. And Baron Corbin brings everybody beat up Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns apparently has no friends. And King Corbin gets the victory. That's Over to Big Dog. That's what happens when you're a big dog and you're mean to the little dogs. Get no fun, no help. 
He doesn't get any help during the match, but then... After the match, though. Oof. After the match, everybody and their mother comes to fight with Roman Reigns. Yep. And then this leads to a big-ass brawl at the end when Roman Reigns spears King Corbin off the state or off the steps or whatever the fuck you call him, the stands. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that? So obviously we're eh. getting more King Corbin and Big Doug. Are we getting into the where they're not in the Royal Rumble match? Of King Corbin going to be King Royal Rumble Corbin. I can see this being like one of the many stories headed into the Royal Rumble match. But I don't think it's going to be a match at the Royal Rumble. Just because I think they need bodies to fill that thing up. Even though I did hear like that they're going to do 10 from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, and 10 from NXT. So maybe they are, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. You think you have like 10 from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, 10 from NXT, and then throw in, you know, a few little surprises. So what, we're going to have like a 36-man Battle Royal? Yes. Okay. No, I think it'd probably be like five from Raw. I mean, five from Raw. Ten from Raw, ten from SmackDown, and then like a couple from NXT, and then a couple Legends. You know, Hulk Hogan's gonna come out. God, no. Then, I think this is definitely when the show started going downhill, is Bray Wyatt takes on The Miz, and it's not The Fiend. I think the crowd was maybe wanting to see The Fiend. They didn't get him. They got him on the Titantron. But the Bray Wyatt defeats the Miz, who the Miz was just same old Miz, didn't really come out like a house of fire. Well, his ring mean, entrance. I mean, he was, uh, you know, being a little dickish in the ring, you know, really using that five count. He, was he being, should have been dq He least. was being very aggressive, but then in yes. the end, Bray Wyatt hits yeah. his sister Abigail after about five minutes of stuff. And then, boom, Bray Wyatt wins. I assume that means and the Miz then, is done. I, w- I was, was going to talk about just the match first. Your thoughts on just the match? The match sucked. I didn't like it. I don't like the fact that Bray Wyatt is the fiend, but happy. I think that's also a reason why it's hard for him to be over as a heel, because he's also this happy, fun-loving, babyface-type character, even though he's supposed to be a heel, but people get a kick out of it. I don't. Oh, don't. He's cool. He doesn't like it. He's a hipster. I mean, he was on the AEW hate train before anybody else was. Exactly. And then, after the match, we get Daniel Bryan coming out, and he beats up Bray Wyatt takes the hood off, and we see the new look Daniel Bryan, very similar to his early days. Short hair, short beard. Your thoughts on the new look Daniel Bryan? And American Dragon. Sure, the American Dragon taking on Bray Wyatt, and I think as though he is the only person who can really get Bray Wyatt over as a heel. The studio is either saying, we're garbage, because she's going, eh, or she's saying, put something in my mouth. A.K.A. My day. Are we going to take another quick commercial break? No, no fapping. Okay. Then we got the Lashley Rusev tables match. And it's a tables match, so obviously there's going to be a lot of tables involved, but nobody actually goes through any tables. And Lashley does not know how to use a table, apparently. Or well, Rusev doesn't go, know how to go through a table. I think he doesn't know how to use it. You know, he did not know how to set that table up. Lashley needs to go back to school. Anyway, so Lashley defeats Ruru in the tables match. And this thing is going to still go on. We can talk about the shenanigans on Raw, but just the match itself, Dominic. It's hot garbage. The only thing hot about it was Lana. Everything else was garbage. And then in the main event, as I... Oh, Mary said Daniel Bryan is garbage. Oh, Daniel Bryan is garbage. I'm just going to ignore that so I don't get triggered. Yes. Then we got the Kabuki Warriors, who the studio audience loves so much. She loves all her Japanese wrestlers. Oh, she doesn't even know what happened. The Kabuki Warriors defeat Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC match. I believe Kairi Sane was concussed early yeah. on in the match. Just something didn't seem right with her. She was able to tough it out and 
sludge through it, even though maybe that's not the best thing to do. There was no Becky Lynch-Charlotte bickering bickering back and forth. There was just a match. There were some weird spots, like Becky Lynch tied to the ladder like she was a damsel in distress. And nobody... I mean, a lot of the match, which I don't really understand why, a lot of the match happened outside of the ring. And there was only maybe like two or three spots where somebody actually climbed the ladder to try to obtain those titles. Well, you know, I... I didn't think... So, apparently, Charlotte's little computer laptop thing that Becky and her threw when they were clearing off the table, it was Charlotte's tablet, whatever, that hit... Kyrie in the head that gave her. I, I do think that would really concuss her. You never know what can give somebody a concussion. Sometimes somebody gets laid the fuck out and nothing happens. Sometimes it's just like the little bap on the chin and somebody goes down. Well, I, I just find it funny that, you know, she gets concussed and she's totally just sand. I mean, I still think she was sandbagging, in my opinion. I think she's maybe milking that concussion a little too much. She needs to man the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. That would if that was if that was Ronda Rousey, she would have fought through it. All right. Now, Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a freaking broken neck. Okay. I believe it's a broken freaking neck. Broken freaking neck. There we go. Uh, your thoughts on the match itself? I mean, very lackluster. We had we went to TLC last year. I don't think I was as high on the match as I think everybody else was, but we pretty much had everybody involved in the same exact match two years in a row, and yet the just... only difference is the heels. The heel was Charlotte. Not yeah, I mean, so yeah, so the, you know, you have technically like the same people in there, but yet the quality of the match was so much less. I don't know, you know, you would think adding an extra person, a tag team dynamic, you know, it makes it a lot less awkward than a three, a triple threat match. You would think that'd be better, but it, for some reason, it just didn't click. I feel like they also were trying to protect Becky a lot. You know how they tied her down, didn't really have a lot of, you know, not saying she didn't give a lot of offense or take a lot of offense, but like, I feel like. Everyone else was getting beaten the fuck up, and she wasn't. I could see that. Uh, so then moving on, we got the Raw recap. A lot of the stuff is fallout from the TLC pay-per-view. There is, it is a double episode, so they taped two shows, so this was kind of on tape delay. But uh, we have more sh- uh, evolution of the Seth Rollins heel turn. He cuts a promo. He says that he's going to deliver on something, and then he comes back, and he beats up Rey Mysterio. And he gives him a curb stomp, so definitely stamping Seth Rollins being a heel, and then Seth Rollins challenges Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Haven't seen any spoilers for next week, so Seth Rollins taking on Rey Mysterio. I assume Seth Rollins wins. I think him being the top heel champ while Brock Lesnar's away makes a whole lot of sense. So, Dominic, your thoughts on what they've been doing with Rollins and him facing Rey Mysterio next week? I mean, I'm kind of getting the feeling that... uh... Seth is going to beat Ray for the title, and then it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. I can see that. I mean, that's a long time away, but I'm, I'd be up for a good long-term story. I'm happy. We, I, we both thought that uh, Kevin Owens was going to be on Raw the next day or on Monday, but technically he could show up next week, which is you know two in the same you know two tapings on the same day. So maybe they just wanted to save him for the next show. I mean. You know, well, technically he got laid the fuck out, right? Yeah, but I mean, you have all these people from TLC not really selling anything 24 hours later. So, selling in WWE and wrestling kind of in general is not very good right now. Well, I'm just saying, I, I could see him maybe being a surprise entrance Royal Rumble, maybe. Have him off all the way until Royal Rumble. Have him come back. Maybe screw Seth. 
and then that's... You can, you can do the spot where Seth and AOP are kind of running rampant on the Royal Rumble, yeah. and then Seth, you know, Kevin Owens comes in and just lays them the fuck out. Yes. And then maybe Seth does some dirty shit, gets Kevin eliminated, and then that builds their feud more, and then one of them gets... I, I would like to see one of them have, like... I would like to see Seth get the title, get a title in the United States or Intercontinental, and have them fight for that at WrestleMania and have Kevin Owens win. That would be a great match, a great finish. Hopefully, we don't get Rusev and Lashley at WrestleMania because I don't know if I can stand four more months of this. Yes. But Lana and Lashley are officially, unofficially engaged on Raw this past week. They will have a wedding segment next week. Haven't seen any spoilers, so I don't know how great or how terrible this is. But, Dominic, we're getting a wrestling wedding, and Lana and Lashley are going to be the participants. When was the last time we had a wedding on, on WWE? Was now? the last wrestling, would that be Daniel Bryan and AJ at Raw 1000? Was that the last wrestling wedding we've had? I think it was. Shout out, AJ. I love AJ. Shout out, Caitlin. Celeste Bonin doing great things. She's like the South African women's champion or something. Exactly. Take that back. Shout out Eva Marie. Great energy drink. Okay, we don't exactly know what we're doing next week, but we're sure to cover Raw and whatever the shenanigans happen, so stay tuned. What? For what podcast our... on Friday? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know exactly what the format is, because it's like the last show of the year, so maybe we're going to do some end-of-year stuff. We can cover some... We're going to obviously do the World Now Dominic's Picks with yes. a little talk, but you know we might sprinkle yes. in some, some best-of stuff Maybe as we'll figure well. out if you used your Christmas gift yet. And we're going to see if Dominic used his Christmas gift. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe use it on my face. I don't know. We got a Becky Lynch promo. Asuka had a match against Deanna Perrazzo. Why was it Deanna Perrazzo? Who knows? But Asuka gets the victory. Becky has, I thought, a really good sit-down promo. She basically challenges Asuka because Asuka's kind of the last person she hasn't beaten telling the story since... Besides Ronda. Well, she beat Ronda WrestleMania. Mm. She, she pinned her. Mm. Anyways, not a singles match. Sorry, maybe we're gonna see Ronda Rousey come back. You know, uh, Stephanie McMahon said that Ronda's coming back. Well, fuck Stephanie McMahon. You're on a roll today. Yeah, fuck you too. I'm never paying for your dinner I think, ever again. I, th- I think we're one fuck away from getting kicked off of. You know, uh, if we haven't been kicked off for the penis pump description, I think we're still good. Okay. Uh, so, your thoughts on the Becky promo and them leading obviously maybe going to do something again at Royal Rumble Rest- uh, with Becky and Asuka. I think it was alright. I mean, probably not the worst thing on Raw. So, I mean, I think this has been really good. I think the Seth Rollins, surprisingly, has been the best thing in WWE right now. Really? I think it's a good, logical story that they've been telling. Hmm. What do you think is the best thing on WWE? There's not a lot of stuff to choose from. Wait, you, just, you said WWE, not Raw. NXT doesn't count. But technically, NXT is WWE still. Oh, oh that's better. Um, shit. There's nothing. Exactly. Then in the main event of Raw, we had Randy Orton defeat AJ Styles. I thought, you know, I hate on Randy Orton, but I thought this was a pretty good match. It wasn't, you know, spectacular, five stars or anything, but for what it was, I thought they worked hard, told a good story, good hard-hitting action, good solid stuff. So do you think we're going to see Randy and AJ at WrestleMania? No, I don't think you're going to. I don't think you're, like, not, not all these stories are going to go to WrestleMania. Some of them are going to culminate at the Royal Rumble. Like, I assume Lashley and Rusev culminates at the Royal Rumble. With what? Lashley beating those cheeks in the ring? 
I mean, if that's what if that's what you want, sure. Life sucks but, celebration. Let's do it. All right, let's uh, talk about some good wrestling. And then we can do our own later. Let's talk about some good wrestling. We have NXT. We have N- NXT widening the uh, margin in their lead on the Wednesday Night Wars. They have a 775,000 people tune into their show compared to the 683,000 people who turned into AEW. There's a lot of mitigating factors here. NXT didn't have a commercial 50 minutes into the first hour. NXT has the overrun, so people who switched over from AEW to NXT are counted into that. Who knows exactly what the numbers are specifically, but I think it is showing that NXT has been maybe impressing people, and maybe AEW has kind of fallen off with some people, because, you know, they started off with plus a million plus people, and now they're down to 683. Is this cause for concern? I don't know, if it, I don't know what I'd say concern, but I think since this is the last show of the year, I think you do need to step back, and we can talk more about AEW, maybe we can talk, you know, more micro things with all these matches, but I think when it comes to AEW, I think they need to, you know, quote-unquote, like, shorten the bench, like, you don't need to have everybody on these shows. Like, yes, I do kind of enjoy not having everybody on the show at one time, mm-hmm. but I think you definitely need to put an emphasis on the Bucks, on Cody, on Kenny, on MJF, on, you know, whoever the top other tag. Like, you know, make an emphasis on, like, the top two stories in each division. And then you can sprinkle in some, you know, mid-card, lower-card stuff here and there. Or just save that all for the for Dark. But I think you need to put you know, your best foot forward. And, I mean, the show that they had today, or last, this week, was was good. But when you have, you know, some other, you know, weird kooky shit like, you know, Joey Janela tying, uh, what's-his-face, in a fucking chair, I don't think that's really good television. Okay. What about about the women's division, though? That's another thing, is, like, the women's division is trash. And I know they're trying to... Per, you know, promote like you know women's equality and all that stuff. Yeah. But right now, like it's just not that good. You can have it on dark. You can have you know a, sh- a match here and there, but I don't think you need you know you don't shouldn't have those match you know a match go 12, 15 minutes when the the women are not suited to go that long and keep okay. people, what, keep 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 people entertained. What signings or what needs to change in the women's division for it to be head to head with WWE's? the talent, just straight up, the talent isn't as good mm-hmm. for NXT, for WWE. AEW, just the talent is, is lacking. Like, Britt Baker, I wasn't, like, super-duper high on her, but she was, like, you know, she was good-looking, you know, she can carry herself well, she's an okay promo, but she's not, like, Rhea, like we're going to talk about Rhea Ripley in NXT, like, Rhea Ripley is a star. Yes. And, like, there's so much stuff, like, even for, like, some of the, the stuff in WWE where the women aren't particularly booked well, you go to the Four Horsewomen, they're all stars. They're all really good. And, I mean, Rio, we haven't seen Rio. Like, I don't know why they haven't used her all that much. I mean, yes, all she can do is really wrestle because her, she can't really speak English. Her promos aren't that good, but I don't know. I just think and AEW, like, needs to evaluate and just be like, okay, maybe we need to switch some things up. Don't, like, panic and just hot shot and, you know, throw out main event matches that, you know, don't throw out, like, whatever your main event matches in the springtime are on the next couple shows. But what I'm saying, just for women specifically, though, I I think there are enough. I mean, I I I might be kind of trying to go to TNA of old, but get the beautiful people on there. Get Angelina Love, Velvet Sky. Try to get a Madison Rain. You know, try to. No. Why not? 
I don't think that's what you want to do. Is it because it's too much of the sex that's selling, or is it why 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 do you think it's such a bad idea? I mean, I th- I don't know if you're like catering to the wrong people, but I think you know the wrestling fan who wants a badass wrestling, you know, two badasses going at it. Mm-hmm. Like you had Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, two badasses fighting for a title, fighting for s- supremacy, and you know people find them attractive. There's some you know sex appeal to it, but that's obviously not the main point, and that draws a lot more than. A brawn panties match will. I'm oh, I'm not saying start throwing brawn panty matches out there. I'm just saying, you know, I'm Velvet Sky and Jinlev. I mean, are decent uh, wrestlers. I'm not saying they're they're no Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, but they're definitely a a decent wrestler. They have great promos. They do have sex appeal. I think if you were to bring them in, ROH brought them in, and how did that do for them? Well, ROH also didn't really have that good of a women's division either, though. Neither does AEW. But I'm just saying that might give them an opening. Anyways, we're supposed to talk about NXT. Let's talk about some NXT. They started the show off hot fire with Adam Cole taking on Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. And we get Johnny Gargano making his return, uh, distracting Finn Balor. Cole takes him to Dick Kick City, hits him with the last shot. One, two, three. Adam Cole retains the championship. Johnny Gargano comes out, beats Finn Balor with the chair, a little retribution. And, yeah, so... The only spot I didn't like out of that whole thing was the, uh... Didn't didn't Johnny, like, throw a... Hit him with the chair and he knocked down the barricade? Uh, there was the spot where Finn Balor did his little drop kick thing into the barricade with Cole. I don't like that. I feel as though they've been doing that fan spot like the last three weeks and it's yeah. just, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's like, you can do it to where, you can make it look real yeah. to where, you know, people go down and they kind of sell it, but not really. But when you have a guy who's like laying on the ground with the barricade on top of him for like 10 minutes and you do it, you know, you do the spot and then you go back to there 10 minutes later and he's still selling his leg because it's pinned underneath the, yeah. a barricade. Like, if that was a real fan, that would never happen. It just shows Get the how fuck fake. Off me. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen, like in Japan, like they don't really like knock the fans down, but you see them, you know, running through the crowd and the crowd runs. And I, I know what a real fan wrestler interaction would look like. Yeah, and that looks nothing like it. Well, like I said, that's the only part I didn't like. But anyways, the match itself I thought was really good. We're gonna get. Balor and Gargano obviously down the line. I didn't like what Take they over. did. I didn't like what they did with Gargano just because it was kind of. A heelish, I don't know if I'd say heelish move, but it didn't really put Johnny Gargano in a babyface light because he just kind of came down and cost Balor the win, and then he just beat the, you know, Finn Balor had like a 20-minute match, and then Gargano just comes in and wails him with a chair. Like, yes, I know in storyline he's trying to get some retribution, but in the moment you kind of feel bad for Finn Balor. I, I like Finn Balor over Johnny Gargano no matter what, so... I mean, they've had an issue with Johnny... When Johnny Gargano goes up against Cole and, you know, those baby faces that people like, he sometimes gets booed. And they teased... They, I mean, they had him turn heel for, like, two months, and then now he's the baby face again. Well, I know they're also trying to turn he- thin heel, but it, like you just said, it, you, you, it doesn't work like that. Going forward, where do you see Adam Cole with the title? He They don't have a takeover until February, so they don't have to do something right away. Champa, Keith Lee, they're kind of the two obvious ones out there. Velveteen Dreams floating around there with an injury. I think if it's me, 
I'd probably give it to Keith Lee, um, just because it's something different, something fresh. He is, to me, the future of NXT at the moment. Um, not to say that he's not going to be brought up to the main roster anytime soon, but I definitely think he will, uh, I, I think he'd be the, him or Velveteen Dream, but also I see Velveteen when he comes back going to the main roster too. So I, I, I see all of Undisputed Era. I see T- Ciampa. I see Gargano. Um, you know, I see all of them going up to the main roster very soon. So I think the play is maybe you have Ciampa win it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can do Keith Lee at at whatever it's called, Takeover Portland. But I, I think the play is Champa winning the title. But if some like Rhea Ripley, like I didn't see Rhea Ripley getting this hot. But if Keith Lee catches fire in his match at Portland, and it's like, okay, maybe we need to go with him, and they have they want Cole to lose the title, I wouldn't be ashamed of either one of them. I mean, I even Dominic Dominic, I wouldn't really Dejkovic. Thank you. I wouldn't even be mad if he won it, but I just don't think he's going to be winning it anytime soon. So then moving on to some of the other matches on the show, we had Damian Priest defeat Killian Dane. That was a good match. It seems yeah. as though they're uh, framing Priest as more of a babyface. Priest over Dane. Makes sense. Putting a little more behind him. I mean, nothing really to talk about. Just, you know, good, decent action. and kind of shows that they're putting Priest over Dane. And I like Damian Priest. I, I, I At first, I was kind of like, you know, this, you know, ROH nobody, but I actually like him. He's not bad. Then we get Cameron Grimes defeating Kushida for the Battle of the Hat. Grimes loses to Kushida, then loses to Raul Mendoza, Mendoza, then he beats Kushida, so a little bit of circle jerk, a little 50-50 booking here, but I'm a big fan of Cameron Grimes. Kushida, I've been impressed with him in WWE. I think he's been doing quite well. I can see Kushida moving to the Cruiserweight division. Maybe Who knows what's going on with Grimes. Maybe you can have Grimes be the one-off match with Cole at Portland. But, uh, yeah, your thoughts on this? Kind of, I don't know if it's the end of the feud, but it kind of was like a quick three-week thing that they did. Eh, I mean, Grimes, Grimes is okay. And Grimes is amazing. Don't hit on camera, Grimes. Ah, I think he's decent. Um, just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 to me, it's not the focal point of NXT. I know they, they definitely can be a barn burner, but, um, you know, I, I wasn't really too happy about this whole thing. And then in the main event, we had Rhea Ripley taking on Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship, and I thought this was amazing. It was just fantastic. You know, the biggest match they probably had in the NXT television era, Rhea Ripley gets the victory over Shayna Baszler. Crowd goes crazy. They tease the four horsemen run in, you know, Rhea selling her ass off for a majority of it, and then she makes the comeback. You have the spot where she grabs the ref, saying that she ain't going to quit. Riptide, boom, new champ going into Avalanche next year. Riptide. Avalanche Riptide. So new champ going in to NXT 2020. Probably the best choice NXT's made in a long time. Well-deserving. She... Um, is the right choice, but then you then it, you gotta ask, who does who defeats Rhea? I mean, I don't think you look at it right now and say, okay, we have Rhea win. You don't you know plan for her to lose. You can go through the not go through the motions, but you can you know say, okay, we're gonna keep it on her for this amount of time, and we can reevaluate and 
at SummerSlam or WrestleMania or whatever. But they're setting up, I think, challengers. They have Dakota Kai waiting in the wings. Io Shirai, I think I maybe stay away from her just because she is getting so popular. But I think yeah. Dakota Kai, I think... I don't know like how they're going to build up Dakota Kai. I can see her being just kind of a one-off match at Portland, but then she can also like get super hot and you have like the kind of personal dynamic that she could it could be a hot match going into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Mia Yim could always turn heel. Who knows what they're doing with Candice, but I mean a lot of the I mean Bianca Belair is getting built up as well. So I think we're going to have to wait and see, wait and see. on yeah. that. So yeah. then yeah. finally moving on to AEW. I know, Dominic, we're almost done. Well, I, you know, the studio audience wants us to hurry up. Studio audience is getting antsy. Yes. Yeah? Do, do, I, do you want to bar... Do you... Ooh. But it's only 9 o'clock over here. The night is still young. She don't give a fuck. 11 o'clock, that's nothing. Anyways, moving on. We've got the Lucha Bros... It's a podcast studio audience. We have to talk. I can't just shut the fuck up. That's terrible audio. It's also ter- terrible audio that I'm talking to someone who the audience can't hear. Okay, I love you. Wow, see, you, you, you ruined my relationship, Brandon. I'm sorry. It's all my fault. Just put all the blame on me. I will. I'm a terrible person. Yeah, I'll call you tomorrow, babe, okay? I love I you. just destroy everything around me. I do... We gonna take another quick commercial break. Possibly. Possibly. We're so close. Yes. So we have returned from our second commercial break. The studio audience was not a happy camper. Now Dominic is not a happy camper. Shut the fuck up. Get this over with. Because now Dominic has to wake up early in the morning because the studio audience is mad because we weren't. T- she wasn't able to talk to him even though there was a agreed upon agreement. A pre. I don't know. Dominic. predetermined agreement. A predetermined agreement that Dominic was going to call the studio audience after the podcast. We are almost done. We're on our final segment. And yet apparently 11 o'clock for the studio audience is like 3 o'clock in the morning to where she has to go to bed. No questions asked. Yes. So now instead, Dominic has to wake up at 6 a.m. Well, not, well, not, well you don't know when that's going to be. Maybe it's, you know, maybe she'll wait. She'll get a late start and they'll, she'll call you like at 8 a.m. because there's a two-hour difference. And once again, the studio audience doesn't know how to do math. She couldn't do 11 minus 2. Leave her alone. I'm, I'm trying to prod you to get you like the bear here on the podcast. I'm doing my best not to because I'm a good person, Brandon. Are you a good get person? Get this AOW shit over with. I mean, you, you said some pretty bad things on the podcast today. Fuck you. Let's keep going with AEW and Le Champion going against Jungle Boy. Let's go. Well, first we're going to talk about Lucha, we're going to talk about Lucha Bros taking on Kenny Omega and Anna Page before the studio audience started becoming the studio audience. Your thoughts? Lucha Bros get the win. The dissension between Hangman and Kenny Omega continues. So I, I guess it's safe to say that Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page at the next so-called pay-per-view is going to be what we're going to get. Or a heel turn from Adam Page on Kenny Omega. Seems legit then. We move on to Darby Allen and Cody taking on the Butcher and the Blade. The babyfaces win after a coffin drop from Darby Allen. And then Cody hits a Cody cutter on to the Blade. So now... The uh, Cody has multiple finishers in his back pocket. That's cool. Don't think it worked as well as the match with QT Marshall, because I don't know why they built towards the hot tag towards Darby. I wish I think it would have worked more if they built to the hot tag towards Cody. But anyways, I guess Cody defeated. I mean, has taken down this challenge, and now we have to wait till New Year's Day for MJF's MJF's 
declaration of all the whatever about the match. Sure, why not? Come on, Dominic. I don't like the Witcher and the Blade. I think that gimmick's hella stupid. But you like the bunny. Bunny's amazing. Definitely a bunny lover. And then we got Awesome Kong in a squash match. Yes, whatever. Implant Buster, one, two, three, whatever. Let's go. Then that Jungle Boy match with Le Champion. The, uh, I thought they did a really good job with the video package and interview with Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy last 10 minutes with Chris Jericho. Jungle Boy gains some offense in early. Then Jericho puts the walls of Jericho on him late. But Jungle Boy doesn't tap out, so he survives. The ten- Oh, is that the studio audience texting? No. Oh. I, I saw two back-to-back text messages, so I thought it was going to be like the the angry, Fuck you, me, 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 you can never talk to me, me. No, does she fight? Does she my f- co-worker. Does she ever fire those off? No. She doesn't fire off the, like, no. 20 texts in a row? No. no? My okay. co-worker, Mark. Okay. So then we got the uh, Jungle Boy Chris Jericho match. Dominic, your thoughts on how this built? It's okay. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was just going to say it was okay. Just <laughs> You're so, so be like, funny. Really? That's it, Dominic? No. I thought, you know, ultimately, I kind of wish Jungle Boy did not last. And it was a sneaky heel win by Jericho to, you know, maybe pull the tights or maybe, you know, low blow, you know, one, two, three or something like that. Just because I think with Jungle Boy lasting the 10 minutes and, and technically... But technically, Jericho like did beat him. Like, if it if there was no time limit, Jericho was gonna win the match. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was built perfectly. Jungle Boy gets in it, gets the offense in early. Jericho closes it late, but Jungle Boy is able to not tap out. So technically, he's able to last ten minutes. But we all know Jericho probably won a, won, would have won a regular match if there's no time limit. And then Jericho asked for the extra time, but then Jungle Boy gets the better of him. And then as a dirty little heel. He scurries off and said, Just "Fuck you! That that didn't count." So, but my thing is, so Jungle, so it's. Would you rather see Jungle Boy have a? I, okay, Jungle Boy never will be, AWO champion. When that, they that's a strong declaration. When they do bring in a mid card title, be it a. Light heavyweight, be it a, you know, whatever they want to call their mid card. I don't think he, he'll be... I mean, he could be. Who knows? I mean, I've been impressed with what I've seen with him on the indie scene here. I think he can be a tag team champ with him and Luchasaurus. That's what I was going to say. Would you rather have him see? Would you rather have him a singles title, or would you rather have him be a tag t- champion with Luchasaurus? Well, right now, we haven't seen Luchasaurus do anything, really. And I really did like the dynamic that him and Jungle Boy have. So I would like to see them go in a tag title run. I mean, you have SCU, who's a babyface. They're babyfaces. Maybe you switch it off to somebody later down the line. But I think... If you can tell the story of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, you know, being a tag team, and they finally get their feet under him, and they get, they start winning a few matches, and you can build to a match at double or nothing mm-hmm. or all out or whatever, you know, later on in the year, I, I, I'd like that. Okay. okay. Then we got Chris Statlander defeating Britt Baker to become the number one contender for Riho's championship, and then Brandy Rhodes comes out, and once again we have well we have Chris Jericho trying to tell John Moxley to join his cause. And then we have Brandy Rhodes asking Chris Statlander, Chris Statlander to join her cause. And because Chris Statlander's an alien, or she thinks she's an alien, or who knows what, we don't really know what the fuck's going on with her, mm-hmm. she just kind of like said no and walked away. Nice. Something like that I would do. I don't know. I'd just walk away. And then, in the main event, the tag team championships were on the line. SCU defeats the Young Bucks. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was kind of an anticlimactic finish. 
But then I did not like the ending of the show where you have the Dark Order, who have been built up these last few weeks with some vignettes. They take out SU, take out the Young Bucks. Cody comes down, take him out. Kenny comes down, takes him out. Dustin Rhodes gets taken out. Everybody in the Elite gets taken out, except for Adam Page, who was not there. So little seed planted that maybe... I mean, he's not technically in the Elite anymore, but some seeds planted for that. Your thoughts on the match and what happened afterwards? I mean, I did you see the video of the Dark Order guy that wasn't even punching? Yes, some... it, it's a meme all over the wrestling internet. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I like the joke that said that Shane McMahon was in the Dark Order. <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I mean... I think I kind of liked it just because it kind of shows you that they have numbers and even the elites numbers don't match their numbers and they're going to be this mega force that is hard to... But the Dark Order is not going to be a mega force. They're going to be a tag team and like a mid middle of the road tag team at that. So then why are they doing this? Why are they taking I think out one everyone? Of, like, like, it's I'm, showing that they this have is like another. This is another like big picture thing with AEW. It's like they're in get everybody over mode, but when you try to get everybody over, nobody gets over. Because because you know every that's kind of like with the tag team division and the women's division. It's like everybody's lose, everybody's winning, everybody's losing. It's kind of hard for everyone, you know, somebody to stick out. And yeah. you have the Dark Order who came in cold, nobody knew who the fuck they were, and then you try to get them over, but then you're getting them over, you know, to the detriment of SCU, who I think are kind of weak tag champs to begin with, and the Young Bucks, who I think should be. You know the top team in the division, yeah. and yet they lose to SCU. Then they get beaten up by the Dark Order, and then they have the Inner Circle, and then you have like all these other different things that are going on. It's like, it's like in a in a bubble, like all these different segments are like good, but then, like, the reason I liked the first week so well is because it had that big old brawl, and it's like, okay, I want to see what happens next week. Yeah. But it's like all these, like these past few weeks, it doesn't really give me a reason to tune in. It's like there's just these matches in a bubble but it doesn't give me a reason to tune in next week besides advertised matches. I mean, I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I agree with you that, you know, they don't, they're not really taking a step back and saying, okay, look, this makes no sense. You know, we're having these people do this and yet they don't need to do that. It's not like functioning well. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing of, because they're in like this kind of awkward middle ground where they don't have a pay-per-view to promote yet. Because, you know, the build-up to Full Gear I thought was good. But then right now they're kind of building towards their Chicago pay-per-view, but they're kind of, you know, two months away, so you don't have to do it right now. They're kind of spinning their wheels, but then late January into February, I think they'll kick it back into gear and they'll have, you know, four, six storylines are telling. And, you know, that's going to be pretty much what they do for three weeks in a row. But here's here's the other thing, too. Last week we mentioned Luke Harper and Sin Cara and Ascension all getting cut from WWE. And people are speculating Luke Harper's going to go to AEW. My thing is, let's say you bring in a Luke Harper. Where does he, where does he go? Where does How does he function in all this chaos? To me, it feels like he's going to be where he left out in WWE. Is He comes in for a little bit and he's hot. Everything's going good. And then because everything's a functioning mess right there you know, he gets forgotten. I think you just have him be the wild, crazy man on his own. Like, you can maybe put him with John Moxley, but then you can also run into the thing of, like, you're putting the WWE guys together. Yeah. 
So I mean, but they yeah, could Chris they Jericho could... and Jack H- Jake Hager. Yeah, I know. So I don't know if you want to do two of those things together, and then you technically have Cody and Dustin. But I think just having Luke Harper, Brody Lee, be a Bruiser Brody type, where he's just the crazy guy on his mm-hmm. own, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this dude. Yeah. You know what Eric Rowan should be, but it's yeah. WWE, so he's going to be heavily sanitized on what he's yes. actually doing. But yeah, I mean AEW, NXT, Dominic. Just overall, your thoughts, AEW their first year, since this is their last show of the year. When did they start out again? Technically, Double or Nothing was their first show. They they techni- Well, they technically made the announcement on New Year's Day, and then they built the Double or Nothing, you know. Then you have Fight for the Fallen, you have uh, Fighter Fest, you have those shows, you know. They started off really hot, and then... They're you know, sizzling now. They, they're, I mean, yes, they're still over... I mean, they're getting 683,000 people, which is still the third highest or fourth highest, I guess, rated wrestling show in America. So they're doing really? good. The fourth, third or fourth? It's Raw, SmackDown, oh. NXT, and now AEW. Oh. I was going to say, I was like... I mean, I don't like think... TNA and ROH are doing that good, goddamn. No. But, you know, they started off super hot. I know, you know, the feeling that we had coming out of Double or Nothing was like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing, life-changing, and then... I mean, it changed our life for a second, but... We're doubling back to what we know and what we like and what we're used to. It's still for it's still the first year, so it's kind of hard to, you know. I mean, and it's not even like a complete year, so we haven't like seen them. It's not one. It's not twelve months. Yeah, I mean, it's been three months, and it is like you know they're trying to get their feet under them. They're trying to tell some stories. You have and, football. You have basketball. You have. But I'm, I'm hoping, you know, they take these two weeks to reevaluate what's going on and just be like, okay, this worked. This didn't. Let's try this. Let's not do that anymore. I'm ho- I'm I'm hopeful. I'm not saying like you know it's trash and they're not going to be on TNT by the end of next year. But I think this is I don't know if say cause for concern, but I think you have to look at yourself and be like, okay, this it's almost kind of like the team that was you know went three and zero, and then they lose you know three four in a row. They're not out of it yet. But you need to be like, okay, what do we need to do differently to make that playoff run and be the team that we know we can be? Let me ask you this before we sign off. Let's say we have a situation like we had back in the Attitude Era when we have, you know, WWE purchases WCW. Do you think that could happen with AEW? Do you think WWE says, you know what, A, we like what you guys are doing, but... You guys are falling apart. Let's let us buy you and let's run some invasions. Like let's 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 really make some money here. Do you think no. they would go for? It? You don't think that would happen? No, it's not going to happen by the end of the year, and I don't think. It's okay, ever I'm not, happen. okay, I'm not saying like as the, of this year con- and the next year. I'm saying, do you think that could be a factor of maybe they go? You know what? Hey, we tried. We're not winning. We're losing money now. And Vince comes and says, "Hey, let's 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 both make some money here." You know, how about you guys come to the show, invade, really, you know, throw your throw your name out there, show us that you're better than us, and let let's make some money. You think you think they would be down for that? No. Why not? Because I I mean the cons have more money than the McMahons have, so if they're gonna, I think the cons will. I mean, yes, the the Carters had money, and they threw it at TNA for a long time, and then eventually they're like, okay, this is too much. We're not gonna pay for this anymore. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I don't know exactly what the contract is for TNT, but I think they're gonna, you know, oblige that contract. Maybe shop around. Maybe they get some more. They get an extension with TNT. But I, once again, like, I'm not saying like the the sky has fallen with AEW. I think they're fine. 
Now, if we're the same topic, you know, next year and they're doing 283,000 people, then I'm then I think that's a customer concern, especially like if those 300 or 400,000 people like went to NXT. Went to NXT and it's like, okay, like there's definitely a correlation to like AEW people are now watching NXT. I mean, I I'm just thinking on the fact that you know, when business business is great, there, there there's there's no, no stopping it. But when business is bad, you got to do everything and anything you can. I think, but business isn't bad for them. They just sold out their Chicago pay per view. But, like but, but once again, I'm not saying their business is bad at the moment. I'm just saying, let's say we have fir- our first full year next year. If they don't change it, and let's say you're right, maybe. 100,000, 200,000 switch over officially. Now they're running four to 500,000 an episode. Cons go, okay, you know, we'll just got to change what we're doing. They change it, maybe it helps a little bit, maybe it doesn't. At what point do the cons either A, say, you know what, we're done, or, you know, I'm just saying, if they were smart and WWE came and knocking, maybe they don't sell, maybe they do take some help and maybe they they do I'm okay I don't I'm, think I'm that, just saying what would you do if you saw AEW invade NXT what would you do okay that's cool so you wouldn't think this would be you you wouldn't actually like the idea I think what I mean of them I, don't, invading. I don't I think WWE is thinks that AEW doesn't have a brand recognition they would pluck the people that they want they take Cody the Young Bucks Kenny and I don't think Kenny would even go I think Kenny would go to Japan instead of going to WWE like maybe the Young Bucks and Cody and whoever like I don't think they're going to take they're not going to plaster AEW going up against them they, they might you know hint at it if you bring in you know the elite and go to NXT and they could be like the new Undisputed Era but I don't think you have you know have AEW t-shirts on WWE shop hmm. alright that'll do it I'll I think- take a poll Rec- sure. Record long episode. One hour, 30 minutes. So there's a reason why the studio audience is mad at you. Yes. Well, it's because of the gift exchange. She's she's mad at the gift exchange. No, I'm just saying that that's why we took so long. Oh, not really. I mean, we actually didn't go as long as we did last year. Well, that's because I wasn't slapping a, you know, fleshlight around. A fake anus. Yes. Yes. So thank you all very much for tuning in on this week as we the penultimate episode of yes. the year. Of the year. Yes. Of the year, yes. That's, that's like our word of the... That's like our, our word of the podcast. Yes. Penultimate. Yes. Penultimate. And then next week is the final. The final episode of the year. So as I Isn't said... Isn't that weird? You get penulti- penultimate and then final. Well, you can, it's like the ultimate podcast, like, you know, the last one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But anyways, we uh, kind of talked a little bit about it. We're going to have Dominic's picks and then, you know, maybe some wrestling stuff where we have a lot of tape shows, so not a lot of yeah. important things going on. Maybe some news and stuff leaks. But we might do some year-end discussions, some leaks. best ofs. Some leaks. What? ASAP Rocky, Steph Curry. What? 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 Page. Any hoots? Thank you all very much for tuning in. Hope you all have a very merry Christmas, happy holidays, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bye.